It is Monday, September 11th. The Yankees just had a, a good week. They went four and two. They won both series they were in. They had some heartbreaking games. They had some really good games, some odd decisions, some good decisions, some good play, a lot of good play, some bad play. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. This guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right, yeah. So hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'm John Boy coming to you from California. It's 100 degrees here again, which is just insane. Just football's on. Quit it, weather. That's why I hate living here. But Jake's my co-host coming to you from Denver. Two transplanted Yankee fans talking Yanks, riding out the September storm. Let's talk some Yanks. How was uh, how was your weekend, James? Not great. I mean, my both my sisters are moving, so my younger sister moving this weekend, and my older sister's moving next weekend. And moving's one of those situations where if a friend asks me to help move, I'm like, no way, go fuck yourself. Yeah. But if a sibling asks you to help move, yeah. you have to help them move. So we packed a U-Haul yesterday. I luckily I. We packed the U-Haul, and it was the only game of the week that was on national TV. Yeah. So I was lucky enough to, like, at the eighth inning, I was like, hey, I, I, we just filled up the truck. Let me take a break and watch these last two innings. And that game on Saturday was the big comeback. So that was yeah. that worked out nicely. Yeah, I was um, – this weekend I actually went to Dallas for a wedding slash the Yankee series, but really the wedding because I didn't go to the game. Um but yeah, that Saturday afternoon I was free because my significant other, Jess, was at a baby shower. And so I went to a bar because that's smart to do before the wedding. And then, uh, but yeah, there's obviously Dallas, a lot of college football. Oh, Jimmy's pouring a little wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last weekend, <laughs> last podcast, we drank some beers. Today I'm having some wine. I'm classing up the podcast. That was like, that was like the perfect noise. That sounded like a sound effect. Yeah, so I was drinking. That that was on at the bar too, and it was actually more Yankees fans than Texas fans. So it was kind of cool. The whole stadium was more Yankees fan than Texas fans. Uh, one quick thing before we get fully into baseball, I'm watching the Giants Cowboys pregame right now. Dak Prescott with a sit down interview. The guy interviewing goes, Dak. So I heard your mom. You're really good at uh, not. You're really good at protecting the ball. I heard your mom had a big part in that. So I'm like okay, this is cool. There's going to be some, like, he was a young kid and he would, like, keep a ball in his hands and she would walk around the house and try to knock it out of his hands at all times. <laughs> something cool, like, something of substance. He came home, he goes, yeah, I came home from practice one day and, I, and my mom asked, how'd I do? And he said, oh, was not great. I threw a couple interceptions. And she said, well, why are you practicing interceptions? And, and she was right. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty good one-liner. You got to give mom that. It's a good, it's a, she's quick witted Mrs. Prescott. That's her <laughs> last name, but that she didn't teach you to protect the ball. Shut up. So that's, I, so that's one that you, I think you have to give your mom a little something here and there. My, my mom till this day thinks she, she gives herself credit for me running hard to first base after every swing. It's like, mom, I hustle was the only thing I had in any sport. Yeah. <laughs> So, but like, okay, yeah, you, yep, <laughs> run into first. You do get credit for that, mom, because your genetics didn't gift me with anything <laughs> other than hustle. <laughs> miles and miles apart. All right, so the Yankees, earlier we said 
Um, going into this week, I think I'm picked off last week. We said we need to win both series. We both said we need to go four and two. Sweeps are hard to come by. Obviously, you have teams like the Diamondbacks who are like 17 in a row, and the Indians are 15 in a row. Or I think that's not. I think that's the opposite. And they're going crazy. But sweeps are hard to come by, no matter who you're playing. They're very hard to come by in baseball. We could have had some. Um, it would have been nice to win that one game we blew in Baltimore. But we're at the beginning of the day. We said we'll take four out of two. So I'm happy. Yeah, with and I mean, they're four. And and I, I think one of the things that you and me have disagree on is you. You were pretty fed up with that game they lost in Baltimore. Um, I not so much. I mean, again, these are these are two wild card teams. I mean, the the Orioles and Rangers were both. At one point, what two games out of the last wild card spot, something like that. So I mean, these teams are very much trying to win games, very much still in their season. They're you know on their talking on their talking O's podcast. They're saying, hey, we if we win our series here on out, we're making the playoffs. So I I good week. The um that Saturday game was huge. That was I was like I I kept saying it when I was going live on Periscope that this game and this inning is season determining and that sounds really crazy because obviously if they lose they can still make up for it but in the grand scheme of things that seemed like we had to win that game yeah i mean that that is a little it's hyperbolic <laughs> yeah it's dramatic but mainly because of how much they laid down and died friday yeah and, and i mean the that game saturday you just you felt it was coming you just, you didn't know. <laughs> I know, I know those are two like contradictory statements, but yeah. And I, I know he's a good reliever. Why they kept that sidewinder in for Headley still, still doesn't make sense to me. I know the Yankees had other lefties coming up. I know he pitched the whole next inning, but I, he's a, he's a sidewinder who throws in the eighties and you're going to leave him against a right-handed solid hitting bat with third like that's i don't that runs getting in yeah so i thought and and chase clobbered that ball i thought he had it for a second it's it's chase ball that's all he does chase ball baby okay let's go into swinging bunts before we get ahead of ourselves yep actually this week was nothing but small besides the play usually there's a guy gets injured we call a guy up um something well okay one's big swinging bunt the red Sox got caught cheating with apple watches yeah what are your thoughts? So, the- man, so I I was very interested by the media reaction because you know what? End of the day, you got to be honest. I I don't super care. Um, <laughs> I'm right there with you. The media this week was going through all the historic baseball cheating moments. I the one that I found out this week was that the shot around the world was a stolen sign. That they had two guys in center field with relaying signs. That's awesome. Yes. The Pirates? So it was Bill Mazeroski? No, the um the Giants. Who's the um oh. that uh I'm blanking on the dude's name. But you, yeah, you know the video if you saw it. Yeah. Um yeah, Mike I think on Mike and Mike this morning one week they went through the history of cheating in baseball and it was like hilarious stuff, like what they used to do. I don't have too much of a problem with it. The Sox came back and we're talking about the Yankees have that one camera in center field that is strictly used for cheating, and it's like, okay, I, I think that's just a yes camera, but, um, and you guys have access to that too, but I think they should have gotten a little more crap for it. I mean, that's, it's a little scuzzy for sure. But 
you're if you're leading off second base and you're tapping your thighs or something like that, I mean, that's very much the game and ship of baseball. I mean, an Apple Watch. That's and I think that's how I just said it is how every broadcaster was saying it. Like even Teixeira, I don't know if you heard him talk about it. He's like, no, I don't really fucking care, but it's just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, blah, blah, blah. It's Yankee, it is a funny lot of Yankee that, um, fans. The Red all, Sox kind of knew. Yeah, they admitted to it. They're like, yeah, we did. Yeah. My All my thoughts, the, Yan- the Yankee fans are going crazy, acting like they should get their wins taken away. Dude, uh, John Heyman is <laughs> – John Heyman's a troll. I didn't realize – like, I pay more attention this season to which – Baseball writers are writing what? And John Heyman, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. I've always kind of just saw his picture and he's like an old guy with gray hair and looks like a baseball writer and like thought he's respectful. He's like the biggest yeah. troll writer. He legitimately wrote an article yeah. saying that the Red Sox should get wins taken away. If you believe that, yeah. you're caught up in La La Land. Yeah. I mean, has that ever happened in baseball? Like for anything? I don't, no. So the system they had in place said that if no one if, is, if you're not familiar with the story, the system they had in play is camera would zoom in on the catcher and then they would text something to the Apple watch and then they would yell from the dugout. It's too much time. The ma- the times that actually helped had to be so few and far between. And I'm not really defending the Red Sox, but I'm just saying it's not that big of a deal. And no one reacted like it was a big deal at all. And I, for some guys, that's probably a nightmare as a hitter. Mm-hmm listening to your dugout for <laughs> what pitch is coming while the pitcher's in his windup. Like that's, I don't know. It's, did you see the tweet I put out there about Ben Intendi? No, dude, I found this clip of Ben Intendi hitting a home run against Severino. And before the pitch, he fixes his wristband strap. So I freeze framed it when he's fixing his wristband strap. And I said, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Ben Intendi was wearing a watch while he was batting and checking before each pitch. People thought I was serious. Like Yankee yeah. fans were like, Oh my God, that's nuts. That's so-. <laughs> uh, I was shocked that people couldn't understand that was a joke, which is yeah. people are, you know, a person can be smart. People are dumb. I think that's wow. a uh, diehard quote or something like that. Heavy. So cheating. I don't really care. Who cares? Yeah. It's I, the best tweet or quote I read about it is, if way back in the day, whoever made up the phrase stealing signs, if they instead of said stealing signs, they said figuring out signs, people would understand that it's part of the game more and <laughs> yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. Next swinging bunt, Gene Michael, stick, died. Stick. Um, yeah. He's kind of a guy you always heard about. Like, I never, I don't really remember many interviews of him talking or obviously don't remember him playing or we're too young. That's not our generation, but you just never heard a bad thing about him. He was. Yeah. He had like, it felt like he had like a weird amount of power. Like he was like either like a patriarch type uncle or like a godfather or something of the Yankees. Like he was just always around. What was he the one that discovered Jeter? Yeah. He got, he got the whole core four. And, and I mean, a ton of guys. Yeah. And he did OBP before OBP was a thing. Like he, he wrote it out and stuff. Right. For, for that. Um, he traded for O'Neal. He did a lot of things. He's more like the godfather. He's like um, James Kahn's part. The, like, the, yeah. what's his name? The consigliere, the smart lawyer dude who, like, runs things yeah. but isn't in charge. Like, yeah. George Steinbrenner was the god, 
uh, was Don Corleone, <laughs> yeah. and Stick Michael was the I can't, I'm blanking on his name. Sonny. His yeah. name was Sonny. Whatever. Yeah. Part uh, of the brains of the operation. Yeah. I think he was a good ball player back in his day too. Yeah, he's a good, good infielder. The cool thing, and cool might not be the most correct word, but when even when George Steinbrenner died, the stories that come out about these guys and and the amount of people that just like come out of their hole and just say like, oh, I have to say something nice about Stick Michael. He was and tell the story. And Steinbrenner, there were so many. Steinbrenner was a, a closeted, really nice dude and on the outside, just an asshole. So that's cool. That That's the cool part about older legends dying is you get to hear all these stories that you're not going to hear until they die. I feel like, I feel like Gene Michael was like the, if you were just like a young guy at spring training, he would come up and be like, man, you got to, your swing's looking pretty good. And you'd like walk around with like pep in your step yeah. that day. Like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, I walked a little taller that day. Yeah. All right. The Tampa Bay series has moved to City Field again for tragic reasons. Florida's about to get hit with uh, Hurricane Irma. Yeah. But it does help the Yankees out because now that they're done in Texas, 17 of the next 20 games are in New York City. Yeah. that's That will be nice. That's nice. Okay, and we're going to a six-man rotation next time through. We're actually halfway there. Jaime is going to start on Wednesday. I think they're preparing for the final run. Like I think they have the. Yeah. I think they have now to the end of the season mapped out. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I tried to do it. We'll talk about it later. But um, six-man rotation. It's hard to win games with Gumby and Jaime on the mound right now. Like it's shown to be it's a different type of. They haven't game. given us Jaime. His last start gave us decent, but it it's. Gumby was rough on Sunday, four and two-thirds on his other game. So it's been tough, but, I mean, you can't run a four-man rotation down the stretch. and Yeah, and, I mean, we still – we won we won the Gumby start. We won two Gumby starts this week, right? Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're you're saying it's tough to win games. We said, you know, Gumby's saying, hey, we won my two starts this week, brother. Um, but, yeah, no, I – exactly what you said they're lining up for the playoffs i you wonder if they've already decided they're one two three in the playoffs if the team would matter or if the the rest of the games kind of matter I, I don't know yeah we'll get into that um so let's move on to gappers i always say instead of gappers i say gappers gappers i think that's i think that's uh like a like a you thing the youpers on the upper peninsula all right gappers uh and again, we kind of just put things where they were, but Chapman back in the closing role. Batances blows the one game against the Orioles, just can't find his fastball, throws all curveballs. Manny Machado says, uh, dude, you've thrown a lot of curveballs. I think I'll just wait for you to throw one to me and hit a home run. Yeah, that was that that was obviously super frustrating. We were we were texting throughout the end of that game. And um, you know, he got Alvarez, he struck out Alvarez, who was I don't know. <laughs> Almost a sad story at this point. <laughs> it's a, a guy that I think he led the NL in homers one year, and now he's just like a triple A, two twenty power hitter. Yeah, I mean he had Beckham before Machado, and it's like, hey, I I know only you can half control your curveball tonight, but you have to go at Beckham full bore with Machado on deck. So I mean Machado knew it was coming, on, and I I think that was his third walk off in nine games or something silly. So, yeah, you uh, and Ken Singleton said it, and it made me laugh out loud, and I was going to tweet something, but it, <laughs> when they showed Machado on deck, and they said, <laughs> he said, oh, well, 
hope we see you tomorrow, Manny. <laughs> and then he came up and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I think I was I was live on Periscope, and as soon as he walked him, I was like, "That's not a guy you want to walk to put Machado's away." It just bad. Um, I know you you I, got a little aggressive because obviously the the Twitter trolls come out when anyone blows a, blows a save, um, and I know they came out super hard. I um I took a a little more of an aggressive take on it just because for for what Dylan Batances is four or five time All Star, dominant stuff. Can, can be as lights out as anyone in the league to come out and not be able to control your fastball at all. I mean, maybe on the spot, obviously I'm part of the spoiled Mariano generation, but he, he couldn't get his fastball near the plate. And I, I just think that's, that's, what's going to keep, I shouldn't say keep him from being a closer. Cause on he'd, he'd be a very good closer on a lot of teams, but I, I don't know. You just, you can't do that. That's, that's tough. So I just looked at it in he's had 47 appearances with zero earned runs and nine with earned runs. Yeah. So he's still having a better season than a bad season. But he he doesn't he doesn't have control. He just loses it. And yeah. I'm the biggest believer in the world. I said this last podcast on the Dellen Rust situation yeah. today su- Sunday we just saw Joe put him in a blowout and he was walked like two guys right. and gave up a hit. Had no control. But my my thing is so many people, like you say, you can't be a professional player and not have it. And it's like, I'm almost to the point where I'm just accepting it, which I think I'm not saying that's the smart route. I'm just saying me, I'm like, Hey, he sometimes he can't control his fastball. Yeah. But I, I think that's, 47 that's to nine. Horrifying. So like, what is, you know, Oh I mean, yeah. It's just terrible. about that playoffs or a big game or something. Oh boy. He just doesn't have it today. I know, but it's, it is what it is. So like there's no changing it is what I'm saying. So the best thing that can happen is that Girardi can be proactive when managing. And if he doesn't right, have about it, how impossible that is. You, you can't, you can't see, you can't see Dellen throw two bad fastballs and then pull him after seven pitches. Like that's just not how it works. I know. I know. It's, it's shitty. You don't want <laughs> yeah. a guy who sometimes doesn't have his stuff. But that led to Chapman, which is what we're talking about. That led to Chapman becoming the closer, which a lot of people and on, on Twitter who were engaging were like shocked. You and I texted right away and we're like, this I think Chapman gets the spot back. Yeah, we I thought Dellen might get one more, but when I said that, I was still implying that even if Dellen does get one more, that Chapman would be the next one after that. And I I thought it might be, you know, Maybe there was two lefties coming up in the ninth or something that Girardi could spin in the media. Like, oh, you know, it's it's still fluid, but they got the two lefties, so I threw Chapman out there. I don't know. I think at the same time, that was kind of a big – that was a message to Chapman, the rest of the team, because like we are talking about, that Saturday game just felt big. So for Chapman yep. to come into that one and do it, that that was pretty huge. Well, and, he lo- and he looked really sharp. Yeah. Two strikeouts and a choppy ground ball out, which was close, but still an out. And this is where a lot of fans, at least Twitter fans, it's all I know. It's what I – a lot of them are a little crazy. Chapman has to be our closer. Dellen Batances has to be our eighth inning guy or we're not winning the World Series. Yeah. People are, keep saying put Green as the closer, put D-Rob as the closer. That's not winning us the World Series. Yeah. Because then you have Dellen and Chapman earlier in the game and also they're just – we to win the World Series this year, we need Chapman to be Chapman. The good guy and Dellen to be 
the 75% of the time when he's good. That's our only formula for going deep in a playoff run is if those two are on their game and in the back pen. So root for that. Don't root for those guys to get DFA'd, get pushed down to slop. Don't yeah. root for them to be bad because we're going nowhere if Chapman and Batances aren't handling the eighth and ninth inning, ninth inning for us. Yeah, they, I, I mean, I, I think I've been saying that for a while. The only thing, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I get caught up in Chad Green, man. His his stats are silly, and I don't know. It's obviously I I fully agree that not this year, but man, it's I I don't want to say, you know do a Mariano wetland comparison, but (laughs) that's pretty dirty sometimes. I don't know. Um, I went back. I I went back and forth with a couple people about Chad green today. Um, Let's save that. Let's save that. Let's Oh no, that is our next thing. Our next gapper is Joe's bullpen usage with Chad green, because I was going back and forth on Twitter (laughs) ever because Joe used Chad green in two blowouts, nine to one games. Um, the first time it, it somewhat backfired because Tanaka didn't have it. And then Joe went in a two run game. He went to Caleb Smith and Ben Heller, which was, I mean, I don't think there's a person on the planet who thinks that was a good decision. Yeah. I mean, those guys have to pitch at some point. <laughs> it's tough. Then, I really don't want, I, I, I know if, if the rest of that game goes, if the rest of that game just goes, it rides out. I know you nobody can predict anything, but say the Yankees burn through their good bullpen guys that day and don't mount a comeback at all, then Joe's getting chewed up for the other way. Why? Why the hell did you use these guys this day? You were you're losing the ball game. I understand. My, my thoughts are: if we have the lead, we better fucking win. Yeah. And we had a five to one lead, and we lost it. So the next day, we have a nine to one lead. There's two men on base, and you have the the Rangers and the Orioles are home run hitting teams. They're good teams. Yeah. So I know that we have huge leads, but what it breaks down to for me is, okay, Joe, here's the situation. We have a huge lead, but there's men on base, and the starting pitcher needs to come out. He's struggling. Yeah. You can all agree he needed to come out at that point. So do you go – Sunday's game was in the fourth inning. That's six innings more, uh, like five and plus more innings of pitching. Do you go to your bad guys who have proven to be really bad? Our back end <laughs> of our bullpen's pretty bad. Do you go to them and trust them to keep the game close? Then you, So if in that scenario, you are putting trust in the Caleb Smiths, Ben Hellers, Brian Mitchell, Shreve of the bunch. Right. Putting your trust in them to keep the game close. Or do you use Chad Green and Canley – Canely, who you know are going to keep it close. So you're trusting them to shut it down. And then also trusting the next starter, Tanaka and CeCe. I'd rather put my trust in Green, Canely, and the next starter 100% of the time than putting my trust in these bad bullpen dudes who to, to keep the game close. Because if they fail you and don't keep it close, then you're going to use Green and Canely anyway. And, and, and those guys are bad. We're, everyone's like, give them a chance. No, they're bad. I don't want them ruining our September. They're bad. Yeah. I I mean, I get Tanaka it. Tanaka failed us. Yeah. And I mean, that's managing a baseball team. You, Yes, you, you hope Tanaka can go out there and give it, but you can't just bank on that. Otherwise, then you can really screw up your bullpen. So I, I kind of get it. I, I very much understand what you're saying, but those guys are on your baseball team. 
to eat up some innings at some point. No, I I, I get it, and I, and the people saying you're going to ruin your bullpen if it, you don't use those guys. I totally get that. I come at this like I, the guy I'm debating um, on Twitter all the time. I don't know if he his point of view is more as like a writer because I think he tries to be a writer for a website like a journalist. Sure. So I, he might be coming out of it as a journalist and I'm coming out of it as a Yankee fan yeah. and as a Yankee fan, win the fucking game at hand, please. Yeah. But then that's, you get yourself in trouble. Cause then if it's a tight game the next day and you go back to back with one of those guys and they, they don't have their full stuff, then you're. Yep. Yep. So no, no, I, it's definitely an argument. And like I was going back and forth forever. It's definitely an argument where I, I see the other side of it and uh, Pretty well. I understand it completely. I just wish we had an Alfredo Aceves. Yeah. Who you could, who was a slop guy who was good. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, we talked about the perks of going to a six man a little bit, but you think that would be a good Monty spot, but. Yeah, or Jaime, but which it may be in the future. Problem is, Chad Green is supposed to be our sixth guy out of the pen. It's supposed to go Chapman, Batansis. D-Rob, Canely, Warren, Green. So I know he's better, but the just by design, yeah. Green is supposed to be our sixth man out of the pen, who's usually your long man, mop-up duty guy. The problem is Chad Green's way better than that role that fits him. Yeah, I man, I, I get some mixed feelings about Chad Green because I think Girardi absolutely uses him as a weapon, which he is. If you have a guy that can come and pitch three great innings out of the bullpen nowadays, that's – just an incredible weapon in Major League Baseball. The problem is, I think Joe should be waiting. So we're we're talking about the different scenarios, you know. So so say that game, you know, the Orioles game. Joe instead of going to the other guys, he goes Canely, Warren, Robertson, or something like that. You know, he he puts mm-hmm. in the guys to keep it a game. That's when Chad Green should be your security blanket and say, hey, if we're up in the sixth inning, if we're up in the fifth inning the next day, then use Chad Green's skill of being able to go two, three innings. I think that's where you should be banking on him instead of, I, I don't know, it feels like Girardi just picks Chad Green day some days, which. Well, he does. It Well, I, I get it. They piggyback Gumby and Jaime starts. So Chad right. Green, if you look back right now, Girardi's almost saying Gumby's only going to go 85. Chad Green gets the next innings and it's slotted like that. Which. Right. I don't, it's not, it's a different strategy. Like, I understand the thought process. And it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on. The Big Stanky Cheese. Wild card race. Division yeah. race. Where do you see us? We're three and a half games out with 20 to go right now. I tried to look into it a little bit. Uh, I know other people are, and I know some people love like looking at the schedules and really mapping it out. Uh, I kind of just like seeing how it all goes. Yeah. I will say, I will say this for the division race, keep it at three games. Okay. Keep it at three games. And then that last series, Houston, uh, the Red Sox close with four games against the Houston Astros who are going to be getting ready for the playoffs. They're going to be getting their routine into their routine. They're going to be trying, getting into the swing of things. They'll sweep the Red Sox four games there. So keep it within three, win our last four of the year, and then bingo, bingo, we got the division. But you're, you're not looking at the schedule, so. But I'm not looking at the schedule. 
I'm just I just saw those bottom four games and I was like, ah, they're playing Houston. They'll get swept the last four and we'll win. Yeah, problem solved. Is a division out of the question for you? No, not at all. I'm logical enough to know that the Yanks would either have to turn up a big notch or the Sox would have to have a little drop. I mean, base, <laughs> baseball is so crazy. I mean, the best team in baseball just lost 14 of 15 games, <laughs> something like that. You get a lot of in-hot takes from Twitter. That's just Are you still there? You got choppy on me for a second. Yeah. Okay. So you just said that I get a lot of hot takes from Twitter. Yeah. So you get the hot takes from Twitter and that, you know, we, we've had so many situations. We had a conversation of what's going on with judge. We've had, you know, Tanaka, this, that, and the other, the best team in baseball (laughs) just went, have won one game in two weeks, something like that. Um, so, at, I mean, I if you're a Yankee fan, what you would lean on is that, that number that you just dropped, the uh, 17 out of 20 games in New York. I mean, if, if the Yankees could go 15 and 20 in that span, that would put a ton of heat on the Red Sox, and it would seem like we'd be right there. I I don't know. You know, I, if if you're a Yankee fan right now, you bank on that being in New York and, and that they can get a sweep or two. Or, it, but it's exactly what you said. What if Boston gets swept in the Yankee sweep? <laughs> you know, it's a tight ball game. So, yeah. yes, the division's still in reach. Uh, feel weirdly secure about the wild card because that would, like, two teams would have to really get it going. And I feel weirdly secure about the wild card. We're three and a half games up in the wild card right now in the first spot, and all the other teams are f- playing each other. So someone's got to lose every day. Yeah, and it just feels, you know, the Yankees have been winning a lot of series, which is which is good. And, I mean, if if they played 500 ball from here on out, I think they'd still get in the playoffs. And they've got 17 and 20 in New York. They're playing good baseball. So probably should be so, slightly more worried um, if a couple series go awry, but we'll see. So to sum it up, you and I are both, we're not ruling the division out. At all. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I'm not ruling it out because we're still in the anything can happen boat. If, if we were yeah. right now, if we were at, if we were five games out, I would be more like we're ruling it out. The Indians, Three games, three the, games is a series. The Indi- the we sweep Indians baseball. have a 17 game win streak. <laughs> like, yeah. Like anything can happen. Okay. Uh, wild card. I'm pretty comfortable. I talked to Brett, my brother-in-law. He's an Angels fan. I asked him how he felt, and he was they're they're fighting for that second spot. Yeah. He was like, ah, I don't think we're gonna get it. Our pitching sucks. So I was like, Hey, if you don't have faith, cool. So the <laughs> Angels are officially not a problem. No, not okay. worried about the Angels That's at what all. We decided. I, I'm surprised he Brett, said that because their their pitching staff is garbage. But um, I, they've had a couple like magic moment wins recently. I feel. Um, yep. But my, against Texas. My favorite thing is that we have four more games against Baltimore. We just put all three of the Baltimore pitchers on my list. Yeah. Which is my favorite thing on Twitter because I have a list of every like starting pitcher, the Yankees knock out before the fifth inning ends. And the people that tweet at me, add them to the list, add them to the list. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And we added four out of six pitchers to the list this week. So knocking guys out before the fifth inning ends is usually a very good strategy. Yeah, the, the, the Orioles just don't have the arms to keep up <laughs> with anything. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, let's keep moving along. I think we're on to awards. Awards. Thank you. You first. go first. You go first. Your turn. 
Your turn. Your turn. Nobody likes Rob Urban. <laughs> My pride of the Yankees. I just mentioned him briefly. There's a lot of ways you could go with this this week. You and you and I talked about it a little bit. Um, and you know what? I'm for. He went through a world of shit for a month and a half, so I'm no no problem fluffing him up. Aaron Judge. Um, the the judges. <laughs> it's kind of funny because after everybody saw that, there's still that nervous. He's he's a tall guy that strikes out a lot. He could have a bad week real quick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the dude hit two bombs today. He hit I think two earlier in the week, four in well, the week total, three in the last four days. Um, and you know going to Texas in that ballpark and against that pitching obviously helps. But it's it's just so funny to me. I mean. We were writing this guy off. We we had a segment that was who's the best hitter on the Yankees. I I mean, is the dude in the lead for AL MVP again? I mean, who? He just hit 41 home runs. He's, so he's got he's what 280, 41 and 90, something like yeah, that. So with, as bad as his stretch has been, the numbers are still very with much a, there. With a 411 on base percentage, I mean, I I know I think Altuve's getting love. Um, and Trout sneaking up on them, they're saying. Trout, I mean, Trout missed a lot of baseball. Trout missed, what, six, eight weeks? So did Judge, basically. But I don't know. This guy puts together just a couple solid weeks. I I think I said he's getting, hot, he's getting hot at the if, right part. If, if he puts together a good month, this guy is at least top three for MVP, if not the winner. So give Judge his love. I, you know, it was last week. I, <laughs> I'm not saying it busted him out of his slump, but uh, that Deke play he did in the outfield, I, that was just uh, I think that was kind of a swaggy play he needed to get to get back into his system against Boston. Yeah, the yeah. the Deke fly ball throw it at second base. So, um, giving giving Judge the love. That's that's great. Good for him. Yeah, hit two home runs today. Mammoth home runs. He's, his average still wasn't there for the week. He got a hit in every game, a hit in every game besides one, and like a walk in every game besides one. His average was like 240. But he hit four home runs, drove in seven runs, had eight walks. So I don't care about your average yeah. at all, Judge. Do all those other things. It, it is funny that the team, you know, the team's been playing solid baseball. We're talking about lining up the rotation in the bullpen. And like, <laughs> I guess we secretly wanted to push it aside, but... You know, MVP candidates playing bad baseball, but the offense was still doing enough. So yeah. um, if he if he really gets going, and like we said, that home streak, that the Yanks could could be on to something special. All right, my pride of the Yankees is Mister Boring himself, Jacoby Ellsbury. My man, this dude's nuts, man. He hit over four hundred on the week, five RBIs, six runs scored from the bottom of the lineup. And he's just crushing at bats. Made a nice little running, diving sort of catch against Texas. But he's just grinding out at bats. That one at bat in the ninth inning of the Texas game on Saturday where they hit yeah. they hit Todd Frazier. He goes, works to count 3-0, then fouls off, takes like a strike, fouls off three or four in a row. Yeah, he fouled off like the same pitch. I think yeah, the guy just kept coming in. Inside, yeah. And then he finally threw one into right field. Todd Frazier goes first to third. Just a great at bat. And um, earlier in the podcast, way a couple weeks ago, I said, why did it take being benched to show some heart and hustle? 
well, I don't really care anymore because he's a full-time player right now and he's yeah. still showing that tenacity. And there's like two sections of the team. There's the young guys who are having fun and winning and finger gunning their asses off. And then there's Gardy, Chase Headley, Jacoby Ellsbury, Todd. Nope. Todd Frazier kind of falls in the, the fun group, but it those three old. guys, but he is, they're just, they're just a- playing angry baseball is the nicest way I can say it. And just grinding out at bats. And I feel like Jacoby Ellsbury, these three young Gardner chase, they're looking around saying, Hey shit, we can make a run. Yeah. We're old. We don't, we know how special this is. These young guys think they're going to be doing it for the next 10 years every year, yeah. which is great. But we know how once in a lifetime this is. So let's fucking take advantage of it. And uh, my words to Jacoby Ellsbury, cause he's, he led the week this week, but I think I gave it the chase last week. They're just the way they're ta- the way Jacoby handled his at bats, like grinding them out and all that stuff. It's very impressive. Very good. Jacoby Ellsbury, no one ever thought you were going to get proud of the Yankees for a week. I just gave it to you. Enjoy. Mother fluffer. You know, I like to keep it short and sweet, especially in winning weeks. I'm going to go after your boy, uh, Greg Bird. Um, I think he was, was like 154 on the week, something like that. Um, I mean, he played two games. You know what? I... It just feels like I just gave him the love, and now he's he's sending it back at me. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Again, not a huge week on Mother Fluffers, in my opinion. No, it was tough. A lot of guys hit over three hundred for the week. Had good weeks. Uh, it's, I I guess it's just the concept. We were so excited about this guy being the left-handed, kind of like five holeish type hitter potentially, um, and then it's you know the. Like you said, oh, he only played two games this week. And it's like, well, shoot. <laughs> I mean, that's... He played three. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I didn't think it was two. But still, and hey, we talked, you just gave Jacoby your uh, your pride. And it's, you know, hey, if you get at bats, take advantage of them, play good ball, and, and you're playing. And uh, Greggy's still kind of not there. So, I don't know. It's not a full shot across the bow. I'm not saying get this dude off the team, but with Headley being a bad man and Todd, 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 you got to uh, you got to make him count a little more. He's in the platoon, which I said was going to happen. A lot of people are like, we're really mad that Greg Bird got sat three games in a row, but we faced three lefties in a row. Um, yeah. Well, actually, one wasn't a lefty, and Joe started Todd over Gossman, who went to high school with Greg Bird. They're high school buddies. Really. So and Bird didn't get the start against his high school buddy. Over five for him last year and earlier this year. Colorado Todd got boys? the start. Yep, Todd hit a home run in the game, so it was a smart move by Joe. And then uh, we got three more or two more righties coming up, so Bird will get his starts. So yeah, he's he's got to pick it up because he's not the lightning bolt. Um, hey, we've gotten by without it. The other thing I, I... <laughs> but he has he's at he has only played ten games since returning. And he has 12 RBIs in those games. This week was bad, but there's only three of them. Yeah, and I, I, I guess the other thing, and I, I mentioned this dude because I, I started falling for him hard because he's, he's an absolute meathead, Tyler Austin, and he had the big Sorry. hit the other day. His face when he's hitting is like almost worse than Teixeira, which I didn't know was possible. 
but dude, he's he's this just absolute meathead, and he we we've talked about fear a lot when it comes to the Red Sox series. He's got kind of an imposing stance. Big dude. He he swings hard. He he looks confident at the plate. So I, again, I I don't even think he's eligible for the playoff roster, but he he's a dude that can give a lot of big at bats. I'm not sure he on the is. playoff roster. He, he is because he was on the 40 man roster or the 60. The you first. have to be on the 40 man roster or the 60 day DL by by August 31st, and he was on right. one of those. My motherfucker is and uh, tough to do again in a week where you're really searching because. Four and two week, yeah. put up sixteen runs on Sunday. Is uh, my uh, my man Tanaka? Tanaki, yeah. And um, so a lot of people were were tweeting at me because they listened to the show. And last week we were saying, hey, maybe this guy gets the ball. Yeah. There was a big contingency plan on Tanaka getting the start in the wild card, and that was he finishes the season as he had dinned his last 10 starts. Double digit Ks, yeah. So that start wasn't good. He faltered, and that puts a big nick, and it's Seve's game now, I yeah. think you can say. And um, Tanaka, you you need to – that needs to be your last bad start for the season. Yeah. Um, and then it's fine, and then we can say your last 13 games your year was still amazing. You finished the season out really strong, uh, but that needs to be the last one. Every start from here on out, you have to be dealing – and you have to be on your game because you screwed us. Because like I said earlier, judge uh, Joe, Joe Girardi put a lot of faith in Tanaka using up Chad green saying, yeah. I don't need Chad green tomorrow. Cause Tanaka is going to go six innings. And then we go D Rob Batansis Chapman, which I like. That's what people get mad. If Joe puts a lot of trust. He instills a lot of trust in his players like that. Like that is, was very, Directly, but indirectly, I don't know how you want to see it. That he was saying, Tanaka, I trust you to take me to D. Rob Batansis Chapman. Yeah, and Tanaka fell through. So my Joe might have messed that up by putting trust in Tanaka. But why wouldn't you put trust in Tanaka? It's a good strategy. He just did good. Tanaka failed us. So you're my motherfucker this week, Tanaka. Yeah, and that the the two the two mother fluffers were guys that we've. <laughs> we kind of been given love to <laughs> and yeah. you know, in a four and two week, they, they took a step back. So again, your first award, my first award, I'm going with the, uh, again, just an award. Everyone begs for not everyone on the team can get it. Not a lot of guys in the league can get it, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I throw 105 and I'm dirty. Around Chapman. Um, <laughs> And I I won't go too long because you you summed up a lot of what I want to say earlier. But, again, if we want to do – if this is a Yankees playoff team that makes a run, World Series, whatever it may be, Araldis Araldis Chapman has to be Araldis Chapman, the the guy that throws the hardest in the game, lights out, just no questions asked. That game on Saturday was huge. I'm – I don't know. I don't know if the phrase is all in on Chapman, but – you kind of have to be. <laughs> we're, we're hand we're handcuffed. Yeah, we're like arms tied behind our back. We have to be in on Chapman being good the rest of the year. Yeah, and he's got to be good the rest of the year. And those are the options. I mean, it's such a weird thought. I mean, and one strike is an ironic term because we're talking baseball. But maybe he gets if one strike here on out, but he's got to bring it. I don't know. Um, but again, focus focus on what was good. He got his first chance back in the 
closer role in a big game and he took advantage of it. So that that was a very big big moment and could be a very big moment dictating how the season winds down for the Yanks. That was no slouch of a game. No. That was in a very intense game and he looked good. He looked sharp. So good for him. I'll keep uh go keep it with pitchers. So my first award and uh I don't I didn't write down a name for this this award. So I'll just make it up right now and it's uh Dude, you're fucking mean. Goes to uh, Luis Severino. Nice. <laughs> Guy's mean on the mound. I've said this. I, I'm, I'm such a repetitive person saying this. Like he just bullies people. He's just mean. But I, I, I honestly can't think of a, a, a different way to explain it. Severino, when he's on, he was like a no hitter through five or whatever. One hitter. He's just mean, and uh, that was a big spot, and he came up and performed. And um, I'd love to see him keep doing that because it would just keep instilling confidence that, you know, rookies, playoff games, that anything can happen. You had, like, Clayton Kershaw, who was the best pitcher in the game, like, in the history of the game. He was putting up the best seasons ever yeah, and would still get to the playoffs and falter. So nothing is a lock come playoff time. Yeah, That's why nothing is a lock come uh, wild card game like Tanaka in 2015 had a really good year, yeah. But still, we still lost that game. So Severino, my faith in you is all time high. But I also know that the playoffs are a completely different animal. Yeah. So the more he, it's really good that he's faced off against Sale twice, Kluber, King Felix. He's faced off against all these good pitchers, and he's come to task, and he's thrown well, and he's toe to toe with them. Because uh, all these are little challenges leading up to the big challenge, which will be this wild card game or game one of a postseason thing. But just, I mean, we've seen it before. The the stat that Katie Sharp, who's like one of the best Yankee Twitter followers, she posts stats and stuff. That was Luis Severino's 15th game this year, allowing one run or less. And that is the most by a pitcher in the MLB. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. we, We don't. We probably don't give Severino a lot of love. I, I feel like the love we give Severino is like, wow, this guy's young and he's he's pretty good, huh? <laughs> this dude's this dude's balling out big time. And we we probably too our our old man gene starts kicking in a little bit when we when we start to fall in love with Tanaka just because we've seen him do it a lot. Um, yeah, Sevy's Sevy's dirt. Um, well, we'll see. That that is going to be the biggest question once. If it's wild card or not wild card. Well, if if the Yankees were to win the East and just go into a, a playoff series, I think it would turn into kind of the Yankees mentality this year in the bullpen that, you know, Tanaka wouldn't be pissed if he, he got the game one or if Seve got the game one start or anything like that. Um, if it's a wild card game, I I think, you know, Tanaka's a gamer. Seve's mean. <laughs> CeCe's going to think he's got his hat in the ring. Um, you know, CC <laughs> is going to be like, Joe, did you give me yeah, some thought? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, it, you know, Sonny's got some advanced, advanced stats and normal stats that are out there that are up there. I mean, that's, um, <laughs> I, I, I got, I just, you doing a little CC there made me actually picture the room and picture those four guys in the room and Sonny Gray being just like stepping out. Like I, <laughs> I, I probably qualified, but okay, I'm just going to bow out of this. I got Sevy yelling. 
I got I got Sevi yelling in Spanish at Joe. I got Tanaka yelling in Japanese at Joe, and I got Cece yelling in Oakland slang at Joe. And then you just got Sunny Gray slowly backing out. You know what? I'll, I'll start game four, Joe. Yeah. Joe, I'll start game four. You need me in the pin or something? Just let me know. Uh, that will become a. Uh, I could see that being a stinky cheese later in the year, but. Is it your next award? Yeah, that was me going to Severino. So you're my next that. award, <laughs> I, uh, I I knew I was going to phrase this, and again, you know, I don't <laughs> I don't like language. I'm going to call this the fuck Greg Bird Award, <laughs> and it's going to Chase Headley. It's going fuck? to Chase Headley. I know it's it's pretty indirect. Um, <laughs> man, I I can't tell you. And again, I I was putting it on the Rangers manager for not taking out the uh, the sidewinder Claudio there, and it it says something. You know, we've talked about fear. I, I think something we've also harped on a lot is confidence. With the runner on third, I had one out. I had no doubt Chase was getting that run in. I I just knew he was going to put his bat on the ball, and the odds of it being a I don't know. A, a grounder right at someone or a, a liner right at someone. I mean, those you can't play baseball thinking about that. In that situation, Chase was going to put the bat on the ball. It's a sidewinder lefty that throws in the 80s, and he did. He and that that was huge. And you, if he didn't, that would have been everyone saying, "Crap, the Yanks probably should have had that game. The Magic might be up on this one." But got it in. And again, he's he's not sexy at all, but. <laughs> He's starting to get sexy. I'm a uh, chase ball, chase ball, chase ball, baby. Um, I had no doubt that chase was going to come through. I might've been live. I think I said that like, there's just no, if there's a guy who understands the situation he's in and what he has to do right now, it's chase Headley, right? You could, you picture Gary or judge kind of still just want to hit a, a 500 a home run, run in that yeah. situation. Yeah. Like, and you can see <laughs> this chase just feels like he's the, Almost, he's got like a fallen warrior type vibe about him. <laughs> like, I've been through a lot of battles. I, you know, there was there was a time in San Diego where they thought I was going to be an MVP type guy. Now look at me, I'm here grinding. <laughs> Chase is the guy going up like the old dude comes up to you. He's like, yeah, let me tell you. He said I had potential, and look at me now. And he's going up to Gary and Judge, and they're just like, "We're not gonna be you, man. We're he's, not gonna be you." And Chase, a, that's what they told me. <laughs> he's a Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. He's, yeah, <laughs> it's just I I will do what I have to. Whatever the plan, I am with you. Yeah. That uh, that goes to a good question. Someone asked me, uh, um, "Who do you feel most comfortable with, man on third, less than two outs, to get the run in?" I know my answer, and it's not Chase, but he'd probably be second. I mean, I think it depends lefty righty a little bit. I mean, I, I think Didi's probably going to put a stick on the ball. I, I wouldn't even clash with that. Gardner, Gardner's just going to give you a tough at bat and put it in play. Probably. It's not a bad choice. Mine was Matt Holiday. Yeah, Matt gets mean. He led the first half in runners in scoring in, in position because he just muscles the ball to the outfield. He's just strong. Yeah, like he cannot hit it and but put it out there. My next award. Goes to uh, pinch hitter of the week. Not, Not even a joke involved there. Just a very, yeah. you know, a real award. An actual right award. A real, an actual podcast radio show would do it. Pinch hitter of the week. It's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Matt Holiday and Tyler Austin. 
not bad. And I just, I, I know we talked about this a couple episodes ago, and I just want to go under it again. Pinch hitting is impressive to me. Yeah. Just sitting on the bench, not really involved in the game. You go, like, hey, I might use you soon. So you go to the cage, you take some hits, and then you just jump into the game. All right, I hope I can help right here. And Tyler Austin said he was scared or nervous. Not scared. Ner- he said he was nervous. Matt Holiday was definitely not nervous. No. But uh, in the eighth inning, Matt Holiday pinch hits, slaps one to right, moves the runner first to third, gets pinch run for by Wade. Good for you, Wade. Get involved. <laughs> then Wade turn Wade's turn comes up in the order. Pinch hit for Tyler Austin. Get the righty up there. Slaps the go-ahead RBI. Yeah. So pinch hitting is always impressive to me. I don't think that's a small feat. I think that is a it's a mindset. I think there's it's, I think it's really easy for some of the lack of a better word, softer players to think, well, this is more impressive if I do something than I don't do something. So no one's going to really expect anything of me. So whatever. I was was just going to say my sports mentality, which we talked about, (laughs) it's just like, it's most likely something bad's going to happen. So I'm I'm just going to go up here, swing the stick a couple times and see what happens. No one one expects a lot out of me because I'm pinch hitting and that's crazy, but they went up and got the job done. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. A real right, next award. I think something that we should talk or that people have brought up a lot that we've kind of skimped over and should be mentioned there is September baseball and guys seeing action. Exactly what you just mentioned there. Tyler Wade coming in, running the bases. Tyler Austin coming in, getting the pinch hit at bat. I mean, you know, don't expect these guys to get a lot of three for four games and make a huge impact, but they're they're going to have their moments like that. That's exactly what. Tyler Wade and Tyler Austin need to know they are role players on this team right now. Tyler Austin's job is he's going to be a righty, pinch hit hitter, and try to put the ball in play. And and Tyler Wade's job is he is a pinch runner. He's, that's all they are. Um, those are their jobs. So do them. So did you do your last award? I did. Fuck Greg Bird. Come on. Again? All right, move on to questions. My face is like red as ever. Yeah? Almost done with the bottle of wine. Girlfriend's not going to be happy when she comes home. Been there. All right, leftover questions. All right, questions, questions, questions. This is a question about the offseason. I got a couple questions about 2018. Buddy, I ain't talking 2018 in the middle (laughs) of a September run. Let me tell you, I'm nervous about this September run. Anytime... My sisters or my girlfriend is like, what are you doing September, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm sitting at my desk watching <laughs> the Yankees game, stressing the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm not doing anything that you want me to do. And that's super selfish of me. But you know what? You got to look out for your own happiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So the questions we actually covered. Talk about Jacoby becoming clutch. Got it. Headley becoming a monster. Got it. Headley's awesome. Uh, we actually – Headley didn't get an award from either of us this week, but – he still deserves it. He's still... Headley got an award. Uh, did you give him an award? Fuck Craig Bird Award. Come on, again? <laughs> All right, at what point do we set the rotation for the wild card? That's a good question. So we both said we're still in it for the division. We're not opting out. But at what point do you say we need to shape this so it leads to something good? And I, th- and I think they already did. Yeah, you think that was the six man move this week? We just we just don't know what it is. I tried to do it. Like, I'll hold up this piece of paper to the screen. 
Oh boy. This is how much I try for you guys. These are all the days of the month and this is the starter if we kept going. And then I was like, that's boring. So then I said, okay, well, this is the playoff game. Put Sebi there. Then Tanaka, CeCe, Sonny. Tried to do reverse order. Right. And see this gap. That's where I gave up and said, this is fucking dumb and loserish. I didn't – I'm not in school. Yeah, I I think the six-man – so did was Joe the one that came out and said six-man? Yeah. I don't know. That's probably – now, I wonder now, because they're all on the 40-man roster, they're all there, so I wonder how much is Joe's decision. Who are you going to start? Who are you not going to start? Well, I, I'd like to think it still is. I I was just wondering, because I know he was firm on saying the phrase, we're not doing a six-man, even though they weren't. We just said he was just doing that because six-man is a faux pas thing to say. Uh, on that note, way back when I was in New Jersey, when they traded for Jaime Garcia, you and I both said, they're going to do the, we're not doing a six-man, we're not doing a six-man, but Gumby's going to go down and then come back up. And Yeah, I mean, Gumby's on a clear innings limit. I, we've said that innings limit's pretty much out for Severino. If I mean, if you could somehow miss a star, I mean, that that is what it is. But at the same time, it's it's going to depend how the playoff race goes. If, if the Sox opened it up to a five-game lead in the last two weeks or so, you're just going to kind of ball game to get Severino or if Tanaka turns it on in that one game playoff or if CC wins the yelling match. Um, no, it's Sevy in the, in the playoff. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. But now, now I'm in love with that locker room scene. So I'll oh, finish your thought. Then I have something to say. It's if they're still, if it's looking like they can win the East, you're, I think they're just going to throw the best guy on the Hill, whoever, whoever's ready to go. Because, yeah, I, anything to dodge that one one game playoff, you do it. Okay, so you just led me straight into what I want to say. There's a lot of people on Twitter now, and I guess most of our listeners, most of my followers come from Twitter. Until we expand out of that reign, we won't have to talk about what people on Twitter are saying because I really hate it. But this is something a lot of people are saying. Like, I was like, I hope the Red Sox lose, blah, blah. And people were saying, no, we don't want to play the Indians. So there's kids out there and i'm guessing they're kids because i don't know a grown adults that could have these opinions that think the wild card is better than winning the division because then we beat the twins or whoever and then we play the astros and the red sox play the indians that's their thinking i'll set this straight right now i said this on twitter i'd rather a five game set against the best team in the world than a one-game playoff versus anyone yeah. in the league. Our, our, I think our go-to line has been the worst team in baseball wins 60 games a year. The worst team in baseball has a good starter. <laughs> yeah. I. If you're out there thinking the wild card is a better option, then the, let me just get this clear. You're thinking the wild... If there was a team that was like a for sure buzzsaw, I'm trying to think of a team that... That was I. I don't know. I I would reference an old Yankee team. I'm, I'm I can't even think of a team that was so crazy dominant that you're like. The Indians are looking at looking like that team right now, but no. Seventeen game win streak. I mean, the Dodgers did the same stuff, and right now at fourteen out of fifteen. I, you know, I. This is how about early Jakey prediction? I say this is the Indians 
the Indians peak too quickly. I I, I say they come down. I and love it. Either, either lose lose their first playoff start. I I'm just I'm a very firm believer in something like that is not sustainable in baseball. It's just too many games. I mean, obviously Kluber's an ace and he he can do some serious damage in the playoffs. The other guys they've got some strikeout guys. If Trevor Bauer find himself on the hill twice in a playoff series, great. Trevor Bauer, fuck that dude. Yeah, I'm watching him right now on Sunday Night Baseball. Such a weirdo. You agree with me about Trevor Bauer? He is a high school wrestler, personified. <laughs> yeah, um, he's man. He's past that. He's just weird. I actually I don't hate the long toss stuff, but like he does. Some oh, other, I like I, that. I I saw him doing like a fist pump workout before he pitches. I even like the crow hop on the mound, but dude. Just, no, I love like, the crow hop on the mound. Oh, they just, so they just showed circling back some, they've got AL MVPs on the screen. Altuve, Judge, Machado, Ramirez, Scope, Andrelton, Simmons, and Trout. So I'm right off the bat there, I'm going to say, if you even throw up two guys from the same team and they're two wildcard teams, they're out. So I think that leaves... Altuve and uh, Jose Ramirez is up there too. Dude, I drafted Miguel Sano and Jose Ramirez in fantasy and traded them both away. Tough. I guess Jose Ramirez is getting MVP votes too now with with the Indians being hot. But man, I if it comes down to a vote and it's Jose Ramirez, Altuve, and Judge, Judge got it. I, I, no, Altuve's pretty cool. But. Altuve's cool. The Astros have become a little less sexy. Um, and I. I hate to play. You saying the that because of you saying that because of Harvey? I'm oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> got um, <laughs> cut. No, I, I I'd hate to play this because I I I love that baseball. You could be small markets, do this, that, and the other, and to say that my player would use lose an MVP because a New York guy got a lot of love this year, but I. I would a thousand percent say that if, if it came down to the, that with judge, um, dude, that is not how the MVP and the baseball writers vote at all. Every single Houston media writer, cause they're small market is going to vote for Altuve because they're his guy. They like him. Those guys like Oakland, their beat writers promote their players. They write about how good right. their players are. New York, those beat writers tear apart their players. They say, I watch Judge every day. He failed them for two months. No way he was MVP. That's the difference between the Northeast media, Boston and New York, and Philadelphia. The beat writers are out to get you. And the Reds, the Oaklands, the Houstons, those beat writers are out to promote you and talk about how fucking fabulous their life is and awesome they are. That's why then when they say it's hard to play in New York and, and Boston, it's true. The beat writer, the, your own guys are out to get you. Yeah, yeah. I we'll see. A few a few important weeks to play. I, we we took a big big sidebar there. Yeah, I don't even know where we're at. We're at questions. Yeah, I, I think we were at playoff rotation. Um, it was at what point do we set the rotation for the wild card? And then the next thing is chances of winning the division. We already kind of went over that. We both still yeah. think it's an option. I'm not going to give you like a percentage. It's an it's a. I'll, I'll say 33 percent chance. All right, I'll say 33.4. Okay, well, come on. I'm more optimistic than you. Uh, yeah. All right, picked off. Next week we got Tampa Bay Rays and then four against the Orioles. So seven games. We got Jaime Garcia going one. What are we thinking? The Rays are kind of out of it, but they can 
Their lineup has crushed us before. Yeah, they're not out of it, and I don't know, Tampa's... We got to win both series, minimum. Tampa's been known to give us fits at weird times before. I want to sweep Baltimore. Their pitching sucks. I was just going to say my... I've already put a couple bold things out there. I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if we... If Tampa weirdly got two out of three, just the weird city field vibes, and then we swept the Orioles. There's no no fear on me about the Orioles right now. It, just like you said, I, I feel like every starting pitcher should be out before the fifth inning. We're coming for you, Boston. <laughs> coming for you, Boston. All right. And Boston has uh, Oakland and then the Rays. So hopefully – see, I don't want to sweep the Rays, demoralize them, and then they have nothing to play for in Boston. So what we need to do is we need to take the first two against the Rays and then let them beat us on a walk-off. That gives them a lot of momentum going into their three-game set against the Red Sox. They sweep the Red Sox because if we sweep the Rays, they're out of it. They're done. We're like, this fucking season, it's September. I don't care at all. We're out of it. So we need to win the first two against the Rays. And then when Jaime starts... On Wednesday, let the Rays just either destroy us or win on a walk-off. No, and about Wednesday we go with Jaime, Caleb Smith, and those guys, but we win like 14 to 10, but we get their bats going a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fair. So Wednesday, Jaime, good, good Caleb Smith, Ben Heller, we win 14-10. Rays are like, but we put up 10, and then they go to Boston, sweet Boston. Because we can't demoralize <laughs> the Rays before they go to Boston. But, cause, but Boston also has Oakland. Oakland at Boston, they're going to sweep the A's. I mean, the A's aren't the team we need to rely on. We need to rely on Toronto and Houston and Baltimore. Yeah. And the A's. Oakland ain't doing shit against Boston. I hope they get one. Hope they get three. Well, like we said, sweeps are hard to come by. I hope they get one. I might have to write Joe Girardi a letter and let him know, hey, let the Rays win game three. (laughs) <laughs> you can okay uh talking yanks follow, thanks for listening subscribe. follow subscribe rate we okay here's what i'm here's what i'm in presenting to the listeners jake we've been at 16 reviews and they're awesome reviews like the 16 yeah. of you that wrote reviews they're knock-up reviews proud of them like honestly being genuine very happy and proud they're five stars you guys said really nice things we love that you guys listen uh, I want to ramp up communication and engagement with fans even more. But after this episode, we're at 16 reviews. Let's get to 20. How about that? Yeah, I like that. Let's get to 20 reviews. So we have like 600 to 1,000 plays every week. Four of you. Just four of you. Write a review. Go give us a review. And don't if mail you, you review, we'll, we'll mail you something. If you review us once, don't be uh, turned off. You can review us twice. It's allowed. It's yeah. allowed. It's in the rules. So let's get to 20 reviews. Make it nice, you know, because me and Jake were fragile souls. We like uh, people telling us we're nice. Uh, so, yep, rate, review, subscribe. Talking Yanks on Instagram. Talking Yanks on Twitter. At Johnboy underscore on Twitter. Yeah, I've been using my Twitter a little bit. It, ESPN underscore Jake. I, I don't know. It's kind of silly. I like saying, let's go Yanks. It just gets me that's, going. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my Talladega Nights. <laughs> it gets me going, man. Let's go Yanks. Yanks. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Go Yanks. Good okay. week. We need another we need another three good weeks. Tell all your family members and all your friends. Yeah. My grandma likes listening. Hi grandma, by the way. Hi grandma.
Don't she doesn't like when non grandchildren call her grandma. So if you can call her Barbara or Babs, that would be appreciated. Okay, sorry, Babs. Okay, sorry about that, Grandma. But he, he we fixed it. All right, love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Go Yankees. Let's go. Yankees!